The Secret Church podcast is a resource from Radical.net. For The Secret Church 10 study guide and other resources that go along with this audio, visit Radical.net slash SC10. This is Secret Church 10, Episode 9. For every Christian who is trusted in Christ, anyone and everyone who trusts in His mercy, let this text lead you to rejoice in mercy, to fall on your face and say, God, be praised for your indescribable grace, and then proclaim it to the ends of the earth. You say, well, if you believe that, then everybody's going to be okay in the end, doesn't matter what you do. Wrong, because God has also ordained the means to bring people to salvation, which is the proclamation of the gospel through the church to the ends of the earth. God has ordained you and I to spend, give our lives making this gospel known to the ends of the earth so that people will be saved. You go with confidence because you know people are going to be saved by this gospel. So we got to be careful. We should not minimize this mystery. God is sovereign. We are responsible. You say, how do you reconcile that problem? Not my problem to reconcile. It's God's problem, but it's not a problem. That's the point. It's a mystery. Election is the sovereign act of God before the foundation of the world in which He chose to save His people solely by His grace and solely for His glory. And if that still, if this whole thing still rubs you wrong, and I'm guessing it does some, I hope I've been faithful to the Word here, but think about the cross. Just think about the cross. Did God ordain the cross? You see it together. God's sovereignty, man's responsibility at the cross. He ordained His Son's crucifixion before the foundation of the world. He ordained that He would die on the cross for sin and be murdered by these men. Like That was ordained. And they were responsible for the whole picture. If He ordained His Son's crucifixion, it certainly makes sense that He would ordain His people's salvation. You know, I don't have this in your notes, but just listen. Donald Gray Barnhouse, famous American Bible teacher, Use an illustration to try to make sense of election. He asked people to imagine a cross like the one on Jesus' died, only so large that it had a door on it. And over the door were these words from Revelation, whosoever will may come. Words, cross, whosoever will may come, representing the free universal offer of the gospel. By God's grace, the message of salvation is absolutely for everyone. Every man, woman, child who comes to the cross, who will who will come to the cross is invited to believe in Jesus and enter eternal life. But on the other side of the door, you walk through into heaven and a happy surprise awaits the one who believes and enters. Because from the inside, anyone glancing back can see these words from Ephesians written on the front, over the door from that side. Chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. Election is best understood in hindsight, Barnhouse said. For it is only after coming to Christ that one can know whether or not one has been chosen in Christ. So... See it free off for the gospel to all. You get in the other side and you realize only grace. Only grace for His glory. Oh, this is great salvation. So why have you been saved? God saves His people for the spread of His glory to all peoples. This is recap. We've received salvation as His people. God has satisfied Himself, sacrificed His Son, sent His Spirit in order to make it possible for sinners to be saved. We were dead in our sin, unable to save ourselves. 
In an instantaneous, unrepeatable, mysterious act of God, He changed our hearts and we were born again. God enabled us to turn from ourselves and sin in ourselves and to trust in Jesus as Savior and Lord. He declared us right before Him by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And His grace, God the Father, conferred upon us the position of sons and the privileges of sonship. Christ now lives in us. We live in Christ. We're with Christ. And Christ is with us. God is daily transforming us more and more in the image of Christ. We will persevere in our salvation to the end by the power of God's preservation in our lives. And one day soon, Christ will return for us, resurrect our bodies to reign forever with Him. Our salvation is only possible by the sovereign grace of God who chose us before the foundation of the world. That is good news. And we, we receive His grace as His people. We now spread His glory to all peoples. You read Matthew 24, 14, last verse, Matthew 24, 14. In that passage, this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Here's the deal. Number one, purpose is clear. This gospel must be proclaimed to all nations. This is it's the purpose. This gospel must be proclaimed to all nations. There's over 11,000 people groups, nations, in, in the ethne sense of Matthew 24, 14, over 11,000 people groups in the world today, over 6,000 of them are still not reached with the gospel. Over 6,000 people groups comprising a billion and a half people who haven't heard what we've dove into tonight. This condition is not acceptable. Not with all that we have, brothers and sisters. There's no way 6,000 people groups should not have heard this. And this commission is absolutely achievable. Huh. George Ladd, New Testament scholar, said, said if a relatively small minority of God's people took this text seriously and responded to its challenge, we could finish the task of worldwide evangelization in our own generation. God, may it be so. People say, well, are you saying that Jesus couldn't come back tomorrow? Because we've still got 6,000 people groups? Well, the reality is we don't know if we've defined people groups exactly right. And we don't know for sure when those counted as reached George Ladd said, God alone knows the definition of terms. I cannot precisely define who all the nations are. Only God knows the exact meaning of evangelize. He alone will know when that goal is fulfilled. But I do not need to know. I know only one thing. Christ has not yet returned. Therefore, the task is not yet done. When it is done, Christ will come. Our responsibility is not to insist on defining the terms. Our responsibility is to complete the task. So long as Christ does not return, our work is undone. Let us get busy and complete our mission. Know this, though. The price is high. Following Christ to the ends of the earth may cost us everything we have. You read Matthew 10, that will be very clear. You go into the, your community city, into the ends of the earth with this gospel. Expect to be met with challenges on earth. Expect to be met with combat from hell. Matthew 24, 14, I'm convinced Satan has it plastered all over the walls of hell. This gospel of the kingdom will go to all the nations, then the end will come. End, not good news for Satan. The end is really bad news for Satan. And he is doing everything. He, you, you give your life, your church, your community of faith, you give yourself to making the gospel known to the ends of the earth. You can, be, you can expect to be met with the force of hell. You will be betrayed. You will be hated. You will be persecuted, Jesus said. Fear will tempt you. Fear will tempt you. <laughs> Jesus said, don't be afraid of those who kill the body but can't kill the soul. You know, you realize what he's saying there? Don't be afraid of those who kill the body but can't kill the soul. What he's saying is, the only one you need to fear is God. What's the worst thing those people can do to you? Kill you? Huh. Is that encouraging? 
You're about to go on a mission trip? Well, don't worry. Like, the worst thing that can happen to you is you get killed. That's, it's kind of, it's kind of, the only way that's encouraging is when you know that to live is Christ and to die is gain. Fear will tempt you, but the Father will take care of you. He will take care of you. This promise is sure. Jesus is coming back for us. And we will be completely and eternally saved, and he will be universally and joyfully praised. After this, I looked, and before a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They all fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me saying, who are these clothed in white robes and from where have they come? And I said to him, sir, you know. And he said to me, these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any scorching heat for the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of living water and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Thank you for listening. You can find more episodes from Secret Church and thousands of other free resources at Radical.net.